0: Hello and welcome to the Art and Science Punks podcast, where our two lifelong learners talk about art, science, engineering, technology, and how we play with those things in our day-to-day lives. And boy, did we play with those things today. (laughs) (laughs) I am one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner.
1: Hi, everyone. I am Rob Stenzinger.
0: And as I just alluded to, tonight we are going to talk about... um, art science engineering technology we're going to talk about uh the minneapolis st paul mini maker fair
1: oh yeah i mean which covers all the bases right Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you walk in and there's like a bunch of artisans different kind of street performers doing doing stuff making music making their stuff all that kind of things and uh at the same time it's there's this huge um I don't know, excitement around, mm, like, democratizing making and science and having, like, both simple and complex tools somehow reachable or available. Like, via, like...
0: Yeah, it's really community grassroots. Clubs or,
1: yeah, community collectives. And, of course, you know, some some folks uh, setting up their own homes. And I mean, and yeah. share, and show, sharing the, the the tools and the tech and the things they make, that's what this is all, uh, and, and all that's going on simultaneously.
0: Yep. Yeah. So today was the obviously the mini maker fair in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area where mm-hmm. we reside, and we um, loaded up the car and the kids and, and had it out this morning in the, um, kind of the first days of summer for us.
1: Yeah. And it's this, um, I don't know, like... What um, I mean, obviously, we we're we're into this this kind of scene, right? But Mm -hmm. like, what 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 were you hoping, like, we would we would get out of going to that kind of event?
0: You know, um, my hope and my expectation, I would say, were met, and my biggest hope was that there was enough like hands-on things that we could all participate in right? That it wasn't just kind of looking at booth after booth or, um, you know, Hmm. where It's kind of
1: that, but it's, it's, it's really, I mean, you're in, uh, many booths are somehow set up to engage in an activity.
0: Yes. And I really liked that. And, and even just simple activities. I mean, there was also several different robotics groups there that had competition robots, um, Mm -hmm. and young, young youth with competition robots. And you could interact with their robot or see their robot or they would talk to you about how they built part of their robot. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, um, there was one that the kids got to drive. You know, they got to take the controller and and drive the robot. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. I mean, um, because it allowed those students to kind of tell us what they've been doing, talk about their project and their excitement and how their robot competes, um, but also had something kind of interactive and hands on. Oh, yeah
1: really uh clever all around yeah. to essentially have the the um the competing uh, you know creative maker students who who put this thing together uh you know to be there to teach it and and show it off that was yeah. that was great and honestly one of them it, it, they had this great uh after you you know the the kids interacted with the robot you got a robot license a robot driver's, driver's license. license yeah so clever yeah and, really cute. Yeah, our three year old didn't want to put hers down.
0: No, she's very proud yeah, of that. Where's I my think...
1: license whenever she set it down? Yes.
0: <laughs> and I think she's looking for other robots to drive because now she's got a license. Uh-huh. <laughs> she... So Yeah, good
1: good for her. It's um okay, so you you were hoping to get some some hands yeah. out and uh
0: what about yeah. you? What was your uh what were you hoping for today?
1: I wanted to learn more about what was happening locally in this mm, sure. in this space because i've connected with a few different uh, local communities over the years i mean game development and comics and that kind of thing and this is uh just a, it's a different it's a different group right but yeah. yet you have the similar thing where it's where there are folks who are practicing and passionate about um this cr- some kind of creative endeavor and then they go and expo it or demo it or mm-hmm, something, and mm-hmm. and it's super funny the similarities between, like what an event looks like, yep. kind of on the surface, and uh, just the structure of it. But so I was really curious about how that went, and and uh, you know learning about some some local folks, uh, I was really curious to uh, and hopeful that it would it would have been, I don't know something memorable that yeah. uh, that the um that our girls would be. You know, somehow chatting about in in weeks to come.
0: Yeah, do you think that's going to happen? I mean, what's your sense of it?
1: Hmm, I think that's pretty likely. I mean, yeah, a, there it, was a- yeah, like through just well, okay, getting a robot's driver's, driver's license, ride. right? That's that's pretty awesome. But then you know you have these uh, um, other large and or. Curious things that are being made and demoed and whatnot, and like I want to get into that, but I actually kind of want to step back and do the obvious, uh, like, oh, read their paragraph about the event. Yeah, absolutely. You know, tell us, so, tell us what they say to make about sure the we're event. Covering a, a, a well-rounded explanation of uh, so, for instance, what is the Maker Fair? And this is from their their flyer. Uh, Maker Fair is a gathering of fascinating, curious people who enjoy learning and who love sharing what they can do. From engineers to artists to scientists to crafters, Maker Faire is a venue for these makers to show hobbies, experiments, projects. And that's, yep. it, it didn't disappoint. Like that's absolutely. That's that place It was, was.
0: great. And it was, it was packed. I mean, I felt like there was a lot of people um, going in and out, moving around, milling about. I mean, I didn't feel crowded, mm-hmm. but I felt like there was a good number of people there exploring.
1: Yeah, I mean the the venue that was used for this event is the um, the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Yeah, which is huge. Yeah, which is pretty big, but they, they sort of walled off this area near the grandstand. And, and they were in the know, grandstand. And yeah. being in yeah in the sort of um, basement part of the grandstand, and it's yeah a good amount of space. It's nothing like epic and giant like I imagine the the sort of big maker fairs are
0: out mm, sure
1: out in the. Uh, i I'd assume sort of probably um, southern Southern California, okay, what have you maybe Northern California, somewhere out there where they originated. I don't know the history that well, so anyway, I thought it was pretty robust, and I was a little worried I mean anything even <laughs> not that this is a fascinating detail, but looking for parking, it was like, oh boy, this is gonna be uh
0: busy, packed, yeah.
1: So, which is good
0: to see. we got there, you know, what, 15, 20 minutes after it opened, mm-hmm. and parking was rough.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And so, I, I'm i impressed that they drew such a crowd.
0: Yeah, I am too, and um, we'll put some links up to some of their stuff so people can check out. Uh, oh, certainly. They've had a very active um, Instagram, so. Oh, cool. We can connect to that as well. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was really fun um, and exciting to go and see. Um, so we were at the Maker Fair, and, and we can talk about, I think you said you had a couple of things you wanted to dive a little deeper into that you saw.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's like some standout, standout hands on things. Yeah. Right. And so you had the, um, the artisan who uh, I think it was Hannah Campbell, maybe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who had studied Japanese carpentry and there are particular joins in Japanese carpentry that, are I don't know they're kind of amazing. Yeah, <laughs> Where beautiful. If you you have all these angles on two different pieces of wood, or in this, in this case it was uh 3D printed plastic, right? Yeah,
0: it looks like they look like puzzles.
1: And uh, that's this. She kind of you know pivoted her her project and started making puzzles out of these different um, complex and beautiful joins that um, that she was studying. Where, I mean, some of them, you you pick it up and there's two things joined and they're not easy to pull apart, Mm -mm. but you kind of explore and tug a few different angles. And then, then all of a sudden there's this little spin and suddenly you have two pieces of something in your hand.
0: That you will never get to go back together. (laughs) Oh wait, that was just me. I mean, these things thwarted me. They were so beautiful and so interesting. Mm -hmm. And every time I took one apart, I was like... I can't get it to go back together. <laughs> it was crazy. Because of, it was because of these, I, you know, it was a unique angle that you would need to
1: Well, it's nothing that. I mean, it's not a familiar like I don't know who and would it wasn't be everyone. It wasn't funny. every one
0: of them. There was a couple of them that I was able to put back together. Pretty but
1: straightforward. Yeah, that's true. I did see you do that.
0: Yes, but for the uh, most part, I was like, oh my goodness, what's wrong with me?
1: And uh, <laughs> like, so what? A, what an interesting thing to to you know bring to a wider audience or to a local audience and to uh, to find it because they were puzzles. Like I found it hard to put them down because yeah. I was like, I can tell this goes together, but I don't get what angle, and then suddenly you find the correct angle and the little twist or spin that you needed to do, and click. Yep. So super cool. That that was I I loved that one. And, I did too. Uh, it I not, loved like, that hard one. To pull away because yeah, little physical puzzles are awesome. Yeah. Um, but what about you? What What was another one of the the hands on things that was impressive? Or
0: there was a couple. I liked. Um, the there was a table I'm trying I can't remember um who they were now. I feel I bad. Yeah, you know, the the
1: big one. The big
0: um one. and they had a a glitter a glitter gun. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. a, a glitter shotgun. I don't know what <laughs> it was. <laughs> it
1: was kind of it looked like a super soaker sort yeah. of thing mixed with a like very uh,
0: Doctor Seuss looking. Like yeah. they had it kind of done up.
1: That's a way, uh, yes, it yeah. was like, um, it looked a lot like a music instrument from like, uh, the how the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah. 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 It was, uh, that, that group is the, uh, product design Minnesota. Um, that are, that I, that's a group at the university of Minnesota.
0: Yeah. That's, so, uh, and that was fun because they let, um, both the kids shoot the glitter gun <laughs> Yeah. and that was cool. Um, and they were also what I like, and and this is just me when we kind of go to these things. Um, and we find this too at the works sometimes, um, they were tinkering with it. Like it wasn't working properly. And so they were, they were looking at it closely and kind of tinkering with it. And did they put too much in or not enough in? Did they have the cork right in the right spot? And they would talk to you about that, you know? And I just think that that's a cool, a cool learning ex uh, experience, mm-hmm. um, especially for our oldest who can tend to have a little Perfectionism is to, you know, it's okay if things didn't work. Like they didn't get flustered; they were just like, "This isn't working," and we need to figure it out.
1: Yeah, that that was a it was a really cool demo, and yeah, yeah. um, one that that I, I I thought that one was awesome as well. But the the one that I I don't know what it is maybe nostalgia or something, um, or just seeing how our our girls engaged with it. But there was a a local makerspace. That had an oversized table that looked like the classic game Operation.
0: Oh, it was huge. Yeah, I that mean, was probably, I would say what twelve foot long. Yeah, twelve foot by five foot. I mean, it was huge. It
1: was, yeah. And so you had the 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 poor, you know, red nosed person laying on the operation table, and a bunch of, yeah. bunch of openings, and then stuff inside, and then this big metal set of of tongs. Yeah and then it works as you would expect. I mean, you need to get the stuff hysterical. out which was funny because our
0: kids didn't have a lot of context for it, but they gravitated to it immediately. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, they weren't they weren't inundated with commercials of uh you know, Operation <laughs> by Milton Bradley. You know, it's uh, Is that
0: your product placement for this episode?
1: <laughs> sure. It's it's just it's I've I was activated and I I you know all the, all the sort of uh, training from the commercials as a child.
0: <laughs> so that was cool. I also liked um, that particular station that we stopped at because they talked about having a local make space where it's like a membership thing where you pay a membership, a monthly mm-hmm. membership, and they have 3D printers and they have laser cutters and they have you know tools and equipment and you can just come in and use them. And that was kind of a, a cool prospect.
1: Which is pretty great considering, I mean, the economics of that, like getting right? set up with some kind of workshop that had even one of those capabilities, you know, that's, that's going to be prob- probably hitting you up for a few thousand dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, So yeah, what a cool resource. Yeah. So I thought that a was a
0: cool resource. And I think they had a, a worth exploring. one night a week where they have like, they give tours and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of come check it out. So I thought that was cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't know if there were other things you saw. There was the the one thing I did wish that I checked out more was, I was curious about like, are, are there any like decent quality, affordable home 3d printers? Right. So yeah.
0: And one of the big 3d printer companies was was there as a sponsor. Sure.
1: Yeah. And they,
0: yeah, the MakerBot And they had several of them set up and they had, they had laptops set out. I don't know if you could like. Design something and print it
1: I think they had like a name tag project pulled up,
0: yeah, yeah, um, but you know the three year old immediately ran to the laptop and was like, can I do this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no you can't um, so we didn't we didn't um, spend much time um, kind of where those big 3d printers were set up
1: um, I had. So this is uh, who knows if they were there because of like well, I mean, we went there with, with two young kids yeah. and saw about one third or so. Right. Yeah. Maybe slightly over one over one third of the event.
0: Yeah, full disclosure, we went right as they opened, um, but we had other commitments today. Mm-hmm. And we were there I wanna say we were there two, two and a half hours yeah. and we just didn't get through
1: there because i mean there are so many hands-on things this is what this is not one of those expos where uh there are there's booth by booth table by table of people just like you know here's a here's a flyer and we sell great pool filters or whatever right like at a home expo Mm -hmm, or something mm -hmm. i mean you know so many hands-on things right yeah so who knows i i had assumed that would have been what the rest of it was like i was i i I have the, um, I want to see the, I don't know, those kinds of 3D printing situations, laser cutters, the, um, like we mentioned on a prior episode, how we ended up getting a silhouette cutter because of our fascination with the glow forge. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, wow, maybe maybe we could see a Glowforge in person or something, right? Oh, that would have been but, cool,
0: yeah. And there you know, might have been one there, but yeah. I didn't see one, nope. the part that we went through. So so there's, yeah,
1: some of that, there's always more. Um,
0: so it, pivoting just a little bit, Yeah. Um, we were there, we saw a lot of great things, and, and like you mentioned, some pretty big ticket items. But when you think about our home make space and our make space that mm-hmm. we have here, um what are some make space essentials in your mind? Uh let's
1: see. I think my vocabulary in that space is is widening slowly. Okay. Because the the comfortable, common thing I would I would focus on are, are more of the arts and crafts, right? Sure. And so
0: pipe cleaners then.
1: Well <laughs> uh yeah, pipe cleaners can be fun. And googly like, eyes. As an as an activity, but like I I'm thinking more. Um, different colors of paper, um, a variety of good sharp scissors. Yeah. Uh, these long stapler, different kinds of things that, that, uh, that's funny. Cause I'm paper. like,
0: I think, um, popsicle sticks, mm. um, really good glue. Oh, sure. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, the, the, um, the hot glue, right?
0: Well, even just good tacky glue, you know, whatever, sure. whatever it is, but really good glue. It's important to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but newer things I've, that's, you know, in the last year, year and a half or mm-hmm, so, uh, mm-hmm. thinking about little electronics, some of them yep. even maybe needing um, soldering and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Oh, the one that has really, I think, expanded our make space for me is, are the little motors. Mm-hmm. I think the little motors are super useful. Yeah. In many different ways. And those have come about from, you know, we've mentioned the works, I think a number of times, but when our oldest has done some camps, you know, almost everything she builds, she come, well, I guess she did robotics camp, but she would come home with something with a motor attached to it. Mm-hmm. And usually, you know, poorly taped or glued. Cause she did it herself. She was, you know, kindergartner for Pete's sakes. <laughs> um, but I've saved all those motors and we use them in other projects. Mm-hmm. And, um,
1: yeah, like for, like it's a, there's one really um, there's one I I enjoy where you, um, tape a motor to a, um, like a disposable cup and then you tape pencils as legs on that cup yeah. with the, you know, with the points, point or yeah, pencils and markers with the points down. And then you, you, um, you know, wire up a battery to the motor, but then also add like a little, like, um, um, like an auto balance weight yeah. to it. And now you have this little drawing.
0: Drawing robot. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. The one I love is the um, the toothbrush robot. Sure. Right? Where they take just the sawed off toothbrush. Well, they cut off a toothbrush. Uh-huh. And it's funny because... Um,
1: the little vibrating motor?
0: The little vibrating motor uh-huh. now. Um, I think last time we talked to somebody about them, they used to be pager motors. <laughs> but pager motors, oddly enough, not manufactured anymore. So, yeah. But they still make these motors for the toothbrush robots. And so they're specific for that. So we have a couple of those floating around too, that are kind of fun.
1: And uh, that's, yeah. So that, I mean, are those, all of, all of those things essentials? I think it depends on what you want to specialize in, in, in making. If you're making like mini comics or, um, you know, small, um, you know, diorama, art projects, Mm -hmm. two dimensional or, you know, lightly three dimensional things. But, I don't know. Like I could see, someday. Like we've, the, as this progresses out. Like think about the this the, the level of Maker Faire we saw as awesome as it is. I think it re, it reminds me of me when I went to state fairs and I would see um, the tea, cows. Totally
0: <laughs> <laughs> reminded you of the cows.
1: The early cyborg cows. Where now <laughs> now the cows run the show, right? I mean, so many years later.
0: Oh my God.
1: No, it's... Uh, so, yeah, I remember as seeing at the State Fair a um, long time ago, this uh, a team from the U- University of Minnesota that, ha- that had been uh, working on this piece of software called Gopher. And, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, Gopher was like web browsing before yeah. the web. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's when I'm, I'm looking around saying, like, thinking to myself... What's next? This is like early days of this kind of capability. It's not like... Fast forward to today, and everyone knows how to you know program Auto-cap. databases and AI and whatever right mm-hmm. but the f- there's a wider fluency right, and I don't know more a lot more people can automate things and build websites and all sorts of stuff that uh now you look at the the basic capabilities that current three d printers have and like what what about when better ones get cheaper and more common right. And what the heck are people going to be doing with that? I mean, it, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. And it's not going to be universal and in every single household, probably, but way more common than it is now.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: yeah, I, I don't have any, and, and this is my prediction kind of insight, <laughs> but like there's a directionality to it.
0: So what would be your next uh, makerspace uh, key component? Huh. And okay, here's
1: what I was hoping to do is like not uh not necessarily know, but have this I don't know, excited desire mm. for a few options yeah. that I would have been exposed to today. And yeah. so now I, I mean I'm still in the similar boat where I'm like, Well, I don't know. Um Yeah. I, I mean I, I think we have we have um the very affordable uh silhouette cutter. Love that thing. So that's going to go a long way. And um, yeah, that sort of staves off the whole Need laser for cutter. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, it's a different use and a different purpose, but we're st- it's still, I think, a new tool, a new functionality that we're using.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's not, not as capable, of course, but it, uh, but it gets us enough of the, those capabilities where eh, yeah. it's not as urgent. But how about you? Like, what, what are you thinking of adding to the makespace?
0: I think I felt like I walked away with, um, a lot of ideas, kind of like you said, like a hmm. lot of ideas and a lot of kind of things floating in my head, but really more of a desire to learn more about a few things. So there wasn't anything that I walked away saying, Oh, I got to have one of those. What's
1: uh okay. What's, what's one of those things you want to learn more about?
0: Um, I think it was a lot of the robotics stuff. And I know mm. we've started to do more of that at home, but I feel like some of that, you know, you and the kids have done. I mean, when we just from a pure timing perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys have that robot that follows the light. I love that thing. Yeah. You know, and um I think we all helped build it, but the programming of it. So it's just I think some of those kinds of things. And watching some of the robotics teams and in this year's challenge was about um, basically picking up a wiffle ball and throwing it and trying to make baskets mm-hmm. um, and the way they um, kind of conceptualized that. So those things were like, yeah, how would I approach building a robot that needs it to accomplish a specific task? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go, uh, I need to run out and get robot components. It was more, no, that's just something I think I want to learn more about.
1: Yeah. I I'm, I think I'm I'm right there with you. So we'll have to, we'll have to think of another project. That uh, like another little project that that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I don't know what that would be.
0: Well we've got tin can robots we gotta finish. Tin too. can robots coming first. That'll that'll help let kind of move it along a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. I'm sure we'll be sharing more about that as we as we explore.
0: Absolutely. Well, the Maker Fair today was a ton of fun and to the Maker Fair people in Minneapolis and St. Paul, we thank you for putting on a great event and a great show. Um
1: yeah, thanks. I'm so glad that that's in our, in our community. Yeah, and I can't absolutely. wait. I'm, I'm to to explore some of the resources we learned about. You know, visit the visit the MakeSpace we learned about stuff like that. So, I'm yeah, looking forward to it. I'm wondering. Uh, uh, speaking of looking forward to things, I'm wondering if we have some picks. I have a pick. You do?
0: I do. I have uh, the science pick tonight.
1: Nice. So we do an art pick and a science pick. You know, things that are just kind of. Um, uh, in our, in our brains, it's something that we're, we found, it caught our attention and we somehow, we explored it, tried it, did something or, or inspired to, to explore or try it. Right. And we're like, Hey, we just want to share it. So what's your art pick or science
0: pick? <laughs> You're making me panic. Science pick. <laughs> uh, well, I was just thinking, um, I would have to go back and, and catalog. Maybe I could make a graph of some sort, but I'm pretty sure that most of my science picks some in some way, shape, or form include cornstarch. No way. <laughs> so maybe we could find a cornstarch company that would like to hmm. know more about art and science punks. Um, That's a good idea. So this one, again, includes cornstarch. So my science pick tonight is do-it-yourself, kinetic sand.
1: Hmm. Wait,
0: what? Yeah. You know, kinetic sand, that stuff. Um, one of our kids has, a, has kinetic sand, and it's basically sand that always feels like you're playing with wet sand. Yeah. It's sticky and thick and not really sticky, but it's like wet sand. hmm So here's my first question, though. Why is it called kinetic sand? I don't
1: know. I think that must have been a marketing choice.
0: Because doesn't kinetic mean like moving in well, motion?
1: Yeah, I mean it's that. Uh, I think it it pertains to the energy of motion.
0: Well, kinetic like, energy is the energy of yeah, motion. Yeah, so the so, physics.
1: So uh, kinetic on its own, what would that be? Yeah,
0: kinetic. It's okay. it's motion. Motion. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, the sand isn't in motion. It's just normal sand. It sits there but you can build with it. But it's like playing with wet sand, so it like makes really great sandcastles. But you get a small amount of kinetic sand for a, you know, it's fairly expensive stuff. So here's how you make it yourself. You take one cup of play stand. You add the infamous cornstarch, a teaspoon of that. I'm sorry, half, half a tablespoon of that. And then a teaspoon of dish soap. Hmm. A little bit of water. Mix it all up. Do it yourself kinetic sand.
1: Okay, we have not tried this. No, this, this uh, I I am super suspicious. Are you? Yeah, because well, I'm gonna give it a go. We've left we've yeah I, we've left that other kinetic sand out that was store bought, and it's just it remains totally, you know, smooshy. Yeah, it's smooshy. It's not really gross. It doesn't really stick to you too bad. Yet you can construct things that are, that, that, that have this durability as yeah. if it was wet sand. Yeah. And, and uh, it's really impressive as a substance, but, and so when I looked it up, I thought it's like sand that has a little bit of oil in it, right?
0: Oh, sure.
1: So I wasn't, I didn't know like, what soap. kind of oil, but there Dish you go. Dish soap and cornstarch. Okay.
0: Just it. cornstarch. All right. Well,
1: we'll see. That's, that'll be a nice experiment. Yeah. So I will um, try
0: it and then I will report back.
1: It's by the way, Kinetic. Uh, kinetic is an adjective relating to or resulting from motion. So there you go. Not Thank you, Miriam. To, sure. No problem.
0: I still don't understand why the sand is named kinetic sand.
1: Uh, I think that shines a spotlight on the fact that it really is mostly a marketing choice.
0: You know what? I bet you hmm. that the person that created and named kinetic sand mm-hmm. is listening Oh so sure. If you're listening, kinetic sand <laughs> person, if you could Fess just, if you could just at tweet me.
1: Yeah, no problem. I, I think we'll now we'll have an answer the, directly and then we from can, the source.
0: We can report back.
1: Nice. Uh, and honestly, like I probably sound a bit disparaging the way like I might have hurt that person's feelings <laughs> since they are listening, right? Since They're listening. And they're like, hey, what do you mean marketing? You you sound like you know you're you're putting me down. And uh, no, because uh the The sort of feeling aspect of words it does matter and, and it is neat when you find a good a good match and uh of a of a of a word and a product and I can get behind that but also uh it it does okay now i 'm backing off because it does feel pseudoscience-y to call it kinetic sand when it it's it 's literally not meant to be moving <laughs> so
0: all right we 'll learn more
1: anyways. I do have an art pick. Oh, fantastic.
0: Art pick. What do you got?
1: Yeah, there's uh it's a comic. It's a, um, oh, it's an episode of a, of a comic uh, by, uh, let's see, artist uh, Yao Zhao. And I think it's kind of a collective of comics. I have not like read. Um, it seems like there's a few artists that, that contribute to the, to a series, but I haven't explored the series. Um, this, uh, this, 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 this particular comic just sort of came across my radar because it it puts out this uh, contrast uh, between how often many of us can start a situation where if you feel like you're showing up as somehow not fully prepared or making Mm -hmm. an error or something that maybe it's an error, maybe it's, I don't know, like, but you're, you're feeling like you're, You're somehow putting someone out, but maybe it's just you being oversensitive and then you start with the, start out the conversation with, I'm sorry, right? And it's good to be able to apologize. I'm not, I'm not, this is not a rant about, uh, you know, Hey, apologizing is bad, right? It's, it's more that maybe there's, maybe your intent is to share some kind of awareness connection, um, demonstrate that you care. Mm-hmm. But and if that's the case, like this comic is a fantastic guide to be to be like, well instead of saying I'm sorry, do this, right? Oh nice. So yeah, a couple of examples. Um let's see. Then sometimes do to do, do sometimes I say, I'm so sorry. I just don't feel like it today. And actually, uh, whoa, yeah, there's that. Um and then it's saying I love you even when we are not physical, right? I just picked a random one. I picked a naughty one. Um, so because so it's, it's these paired examples, right? Um, then I thought it was see. a very here's nice the, here's, one. Here's the excellent one. Another excellent one, actually. Uh, sometimes I say, sorry, I'm so emotional. And actually, I love you. I feel safe around you. And you're the last person I want to hide from is more what you really mean. right?
0: Oh, wow. That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. So just a few of these uh, ideas presented in a comic Yay, comics. Yay, comics. And Yay, by comics. The artist Yao Zhao.
0: I love it. That's a great <laughs> one.
1: I'll, we'll link to it. It's got a long URL. It's, um, I think it was originated from the website autostraddle.com. <clears throat> How you doing? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I start the outro?
0: No, I can do it. It. Okay. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. <laughs> and that wraps us up for today. We are the Art and Science Punks coming to you each week with stories of art, science, and creativity and oftentimes our stories of struggles and even successes of balancing our personal passions with work and family.
1: Ah, art and Science Punks has a blog at artandsciencepunks.com and on Twitter, you can drop the and because we are... Art Science Punks.
0: And you can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm or on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we would appreciate your kind words and ratings. Thanks, and you can always tweet me at Kate Stenzinger on Twitter.
1: And I'm Rob Stenzinger on Twitter.
0: I sound like I'm crying in the outro because I'm laughing too hard.